Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews, you up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. And your inner geek is doing a special episode. Special back to school episode. Or after school. It was the after special after After school school special. Yeah, it was a special after school episode where we get to find out if Jordan gave in to peer pressure at Gen Con. (laughs) I mean, no. But a lot of people around me did. Yeah. Well, yeah. The online here is my Gen Con hall pictures were ridiculous this year. It was like everybody was trying to top each other or something. It was like I I, I remember at least one or two like one person like there when they they did their entire wall when they got home basically it was like they, another one like they hit a person in it you know so it's like I saw at one what dude point wandering around the hall. <laughs> He had the huge upper deck bag off one shoulder, <laughs> the huge AEG bag off the other, and he'd been at the Paizo booth because he had the huge Paizo <laughs> bag in his one hand, and then he had his normal messenger bag in his other hand, since he could no longer get it over. I mean, he could have if he put it on first, I suppose. He didn't plan it that well, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, he's locking off like four huge bags, just full. I'm like, and he's not, I'm not one to talk. He was not a small dude. And he was sweating hard. I'm like, dude, you need to take a break or they're taking your games to the hospital with you. <laughs> All right. So, um, yes, we are going to talk about Jordan's experience at Gen Con this year. Uh, I did not go. But before we get there, let's let's thank our Patreon sponsors. Let us thank our Patreon. So we have uh, Nicole, Nate, Stephanie, Timothy, David, John, Don, and Matt. Matt has, Matt has returned to the shout out area. So thank you, Matt. Uh, and thank all those people. Again, these are the uh, people that are at a shout out level. Uh, we also want to thank everybody that is supporting us over there that did not want to be at the shout out level, but still wanted to support us. Thank you very much. And it's because of you guys, we get to uh, hear about Jordan's Gen Con experience. Now you didn't go and you, you tend to not go as like representing all us geeks. You go to, Enjoy yourself, have fun, and enjoy the convention itself. Correct. I, I kept it kind of on the down low this year. Didn't didn't make any announcements about it, really. Um, mainly. I, I didn't make any back deals that I had to text you about this year. Hey, you got to hit, yeah. Because I didn't want to get wrapped up in anything. Not like I'm ever the person that they called. If you had been there, that definitely would happen. But That's usually my entire Gen Con. Well, yeah. No, so I, I was just there as me, not... Not in any official all geeks capacity. <laughs> Rep an all geek shirt even once or no? I uh, I don't have one that fits me anymore. So oh, really? 
between my growth and their we'll shrinkage. To, we'll I have to correct that. I know I have one that kind of fits, but not <laughs> enough to be not not for the way I dress. <laughs> right. Let's 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 move on. <laughs> you just tied, think about tied that, in right? the front. And... <laughs> I just leave the belly open a little bit. Just see the belly button. Uh, Pull my Daisy Dukes down just a little bit. We'll have to correct that since uh, I'm in the process of potentially having our shirts like, available on our website and stuff too. Definitely. Okay. So um, I, I don't know how you want to do this. I mean, obviously you got to play some games and check some things out and bought some things. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if you how you want to do ebb and flow through that. I don't know if there's like things you wanted to talk about that you that impressed you or that like you had to pick up things that were eh. Or, you know. So the things that definitely impressed me, and I've got a small list, so I'm going to start with some stuff that I did buy, or actually just one thing that I bought. Uh, and that's, I'm a big fan, as you know, of the Upper Deck Legendary Games. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got into a game of the Legendary James Bond. Mm. And this is where, this is a game that is apparently going to divide some gamers. Because <laughs> I really loved it. Because it's Bond. Mm-hmm. And he really loved it because it's Bond. I really loved it because it introduced some poker mechanics. Mm. They had the Dax, the Dex Dax so that you, you ease into it. But like the fourth or fifth villain in, it's like straight. Mm. And you got to have a straight of some sort in the HQ and in your hand to be able to fight it. And then there's flush and then there's full house. Thanks. So you got to have these things, which I thought was really thematic. And they're all in the Casino Royale deck. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really good. And then when Mike and I were talking about it afterwards, he goes, I didn't like all that poker stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, yeah, I think that'd be interesting because I've, I've long wanted to do a game where I think that, and I always think of it as a, in the combat where mm-hmm. it's modified blackjack. Mm-hmm. So that, that obviously intrigues me then because, and I know it's not the first game to use kind of poker mechanics, but no, not at all. But, but the, you're the, right. It's very thematic. They do it Texas Hold'em style, so it's not just the HQ. You can you can use two cards from your hand. And everybody at the table, and I don't know the three gentlemen across the table from me, <laughs> everybody at the table has played a legendary game before. Because that's the first question she asked. Has everybody played legendary before? Yes. And everybody at the table, all three dudes across the table from me, three separate times, one each as a different hand came up, was like, and can this start with one? <laughs> There is no one in this game. <laughs> it's zero. It skips and then it goes to two. The minimum cost is two. <laughs> no, the zeros are only going to be good for your full houses. Okay. <laughs> no, there's no one. And they all asked it. And all three, t- first time she was like, there, nope, there's no one in the legendary game. And the second time she was like, as far as I know, there's no one in this game. <laughs> and then the third guy asked and she's like, and uh, you could see the customer service just <laughs> crumbling <Melting> into- away. <laughs> There's no voice. <laughs> um, you know that that is a hard from from a demoer's perspective. That is a hard thing to kind of have to get through. So, like when I was booth monkeying for FFG, we originally had it set up so everybody was demoing against us. Mm-hmm. So it was like a one on one for the LCG CCGs. You know, it was a one on one. So your job is obviously to make sure they have fun um, and, and that they're they're having a good experience. Well, then it got so busy where it's like, you gotta have people go against each other. And I had this one guy, poor guy that 
Clearly, if I could have been one-on-one with him, he would have completely enjoyed the game. But the other guy was one of these guys that was like, I had to like read each card 20 times. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, no. And so the guy, I mean, he's literally vibrating, waiting <laughs> for the guy to take his turn. And I'm kind of trying to have a side conversation with him just to kind of keep him, you know, d- don't, don't blow, don't blow. Put the knife down. So yeah, it's, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to do when you got to get strangers together yep. and then try to get them all to enjoy it, but then also deal with the different gaming types. <laughs> so I like that one enough to outright buy it. Nice. And, uh, I'm not a huge bond fan, but I mean, I'm it, it was going to have to be, it was going to have to be a really shitty game because it's <laughs> bond and it's legendary. So but it Meg, was going to have to be Megan a really, bond. So cool. Well, I'll bring it over. The only disappointing <laughs> thing about it is it goes up to five players, right? It's standard mm-hmm. legendary. And each of the starting hands, so they only do four bonds. They've got Sean Connery, Roger Moore, the last dude, and uh, <laughs> Remington Steele. Oh, my God. I've just had a horrible brain fart. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Yep. And shut up. I know you know his name. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Anyways. Bond. James yes. Bond. <laughs> so it goes up to five players, but they give you two instances of Sean Connery's cards. Which, okay, makes sense because he's the <laughs> iconic Bond to most people. He's the mm-hmm. best. But they don't, they, they could have gone with Timothy Dalton. I mean, I'm glad they didn't, but they could have gone with Timothy Dalton and they could have gone with, they should have gone for the fifth, in my opinion, upper deck, if you're listening, George Lazenby. <laughs> he had one movie, to my mind, the best movie and the best Bond for the best movie <laughs> with the best story. But anyway, so it goes five players and there's a double up of, uh, Sean Connery. That's that's my biggest complaint. Uh, they only do four of the movies, so there's plenty of room for expansion. But anyway, liked it, bought it. A few other things that I stopped and played as I was wandering around. So these some of these are going to be new to me, not mm-hmm. necessarily brand new. Uh, but one I saw was Campy Creatures, okay. which is kind of a it's it's a point collection game. There's different ways of doing it. You are the mastermind. You are trying to have your campy creatures capture the humans there's a uh, set number of cards in the humans deck various uh point values some might be you know scaling on a set some might just be a set point value stuff like that it's just kind of a, a more elaborate trick taker really because everybody's going to throw down their their monster and then there are some monster effects that might impact whether the highest powered monster really scores it mm. so it's simple but it's got uh really engaging art and it's a small box and it starts, I think it starts at 10 up, but I think with some adult supervision, lower could get into it just, you know, to make sure the math is working and rules are followed because it's a fairly small rule book and they actually have one expansion that adds more monsters. So it was pretty enjoyable. Just slap down some cards and see who has the best monster. Another one was the bears and the bees, which is a, uh, well, it's a tile laying game. Uh, and you're building a beehive. So it's hex tiles. Yes. Unlike lanterns, you have to match some colors to be able to play the tile. So unlike lanterns, uh, you have to match two. So you got to match two cut tiles and the more uh, tile sides, I should say, the more sides you match, you can get bonus tiles. So the object is to go out first. And there's a little bit of dickery. If you like lay down a bear, you can't build around there anymore. But if you lay down, oh, how did that? If you lay down worker bees, uh, your opponents have to draw tiles. So you're getting rid of a card and then they're being forced to draw up, that kind of thing. 
that was a busy day. So some of the details <laughs> with other games are getting kind of mixed up. But again, it was fun, seemed family friendly, and also went kind of fast. I didn't want to stop at a lot of booths where I didn't think I was going to get, not necessarily a full game, but the full, full flavor of the game. Mm-hmm. Sitting down to play 10 minutes of Pathfinder Adventure Card Game isn't really going to tell you anything about that game. <laughs> and then there's a Kickstarter that's starting next year called uh, Celestial. And this is going to be a minis combat game. It's not going to be full army unless they change something. But they had all their early models out there ready and painted and they were demoing. So it's going to be small format, skirmish type thing. It actually seems like it might be going kind of the MOBA route, only not online. The The minis look uh, wonderful. I believe the website is uh, Celestial Game or The Celestial Game. Check it out because it's not at all standard high fantasy stuff. It's a lot of really um, uh, ugly, beautiful order, beautiful, ugly um, monsters kind of along the lines of like Kingdom Death kind of stuff. Some really weird looking stuff, but really, really nice looking stuff. And then FFG had their two big Marvel announcements and Mm -hmm. the Marvel Champions card game did nothing for me. Nothing at all. I looked at it. I sat in on the demo. I don't like the characters. I don't like the art. I don't like the mechanics. I was like, this is a miss. However, I also sat in on the demo for Protocol, uh, Crisis Protocol, which is their minis game. And if you like Marvel and if you like minis games and you don't like clicks and you're looking something to replace the Dead Knight models game, it's probably going to be right up your alley. There's a lot of similarities. No, that's not true. There are many, but not the whole game similarities to legion so if you have a basic familiarity with legion some of those concepts are going to carry over but it's a 3d game whereas legion is flat because it's elevation you got flying people stuff like that and they say it's going to be out by the end of the year it's going to be better plastic than legion they say which uh is not surprising since legion is switching over to harder plastic right now anyways because they're getting into finer models but anyways admittedly a much more compact demo uh still uh very engaging and pretty easy to pick up. FFG makes simple, complex games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Each turn, each turn is simple, but the complexity lies within what you can do each turn. And this, this stays, stays true to that. I do have to say that I'm kind of glad that you maybe didn't enjoy the, their latest LCG because we've got enough stuff that we've cried over <laughs> over the years to <laughs> collect a bunch of LCG for that to go away here soon. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. I don't know. I'm sure they'll have their fourth iteration of Arkham Horror out soon. <laughs> Sat down and watched. I didn't get to play it, but uh, One Deck Galaxy. Mm. And that looks very fun and significantly did, uh, different to One Deck Dungeon. Um, same basic concept, only rather than being more press your luck with mitigation, it's going to be more tactical. But the cards they had there all followed the same basic like graphic design and everything that we've seen in one deck dungeon. So when that's available and he didn't have a date on that, the cards look finished. Everything looked good, mm-hmm. but he wasn't going into the, the person that he was speaking with and demoing with was, he wasn't going into those kind of details. So, but that's something I'm going to keep my eye out for. Yeah, definitely. And then the one that really caught my eye and if I had the budget for it. I'd probably be backing it because it's on uh Kickstarter right now where there's nine days left. From today. Yeah, so cool. depending on when this goes yeah, up, it'll by, either be... By the time anybody hears this, no. <laughs> it'll either be 
just a day left or so, or just done. So there might be a backer kit, but it's called uh, Shazen, S H A S N. I've been seeing a lot of that yeah. recently. And I sat down for that, and it's it's really, really cool. The board looks very bland because it's really just a map with holes in it, mm-hmm. but it goes up to four or five. doesn't matter. So it's a game of political influence, and you are trying to get the high score by being the best type of politician you can be. And each turn... Each player gets, what are they called? Well, it's like a moral decision. Mm-hmm. And as you answer these questions, you kind of build what your politician is like. And if you lean more towards one type of thing than the other, like if you're a generalist, your bonuses are not going to be as good. But if you tend to talk your way into being, you know, really big on the capitalism trail, your bonuses related to trade and money and stuff are going to be better than you know, something else where you might not be. And then it's it's kind of area control-y because you're trying to get the majority government in each section. But it's, um, and you can tell these dudes are from India because it's a term you just don't hear in this country anymore, ever, uh, a coalition government. And this just took me right back to Canada. <laughs> um, it's two people can combine to make the majority to, and have a coalition government for the area. And then they've got this mechanic called gerrymandering, where if you have control of an area, you can dick people's towers around in other areas. You can move them out, move them around to, you know, essentially redistrict, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really engaging. It seems like it might be either long or grindy. I'm not sure if it would be both. Didn't do a whole game, obviously. But it certainly got me going enough that I went and looked at the Kickstarter and the second tier, the $90 tier, is it's got like four boards in it. The first tier only has two. The second tier has four. And I don't know what they think they're doing. They Because they, it goes like from 60, 90, 1,000. <laughs> well. <laughs> Apparently, some people are jumping on that. Because with nine days to go, when I looked at it yesterday, it was like at over 124,000 of 24,000 needed. So I'm guessing a few people jumped on that. <laughs> uh, but when I saw 1,000, I stopped reading. But that's the one that if when it gets done, there's still stuff on the backer kit. I might uh, I might jump on it. But uh, for today and the next nine days, not in the budget. So (laughs) that's the stuff that stood out as positives for me in terms of gaming. Yeah. And one negative. (laughs) But But. you forgot your haul, your big haul. Oh, well, (laughs) I mean, it doesn't cover a wall, but it covered a good chunk of my uh, dining room table. And you know what that's like, because we have the same table. <laughs> um, so yeah, I bought 150 bucks worth of Shadowrun. I'm just not even going to try <laughs> yeah. to itemize that. Uh, the core book, some fiction, minis. Then the minis look pretty good. Uh, a supplement. Did you get the beginner box? Or no, I couldn't remember. If I didn't it. get the beginner box. Okay. I forgot about that. I meant to go back because in the beginner box, they've got some of the, it's lesser quality than their metal ones. But they've got the dice with the 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 mm-hmm. horns on it for the glitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's twenty five bucks. That's so probably a good thing I didn't buy that. <laughs> but it also comes with um, an an adventure, a small adventure. The four, I think you said, uh, four pre made NPCs that uh, not NPCs characters that are all made up under the new rules. Mm-hmm. And it was because well, it's the sixth edition <laughs> starter box. Uh, so that that was a good. 
that was a good day for Catalyst because there's some companies there that owe me money, I think. I, I drove <laughs> a lot of sales for a lot of companies. <laughs> and then what else? Uh, the Battlestar Galactica game from Ares. It's a minis game similar mm-hmm. to X-Wing, all that stuff. Some would say X-Wing is similar to Wings of War, but that's a circular argument. <laughs> um, it's true. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> bought a bunch of that because the demo went really really well actually the demo didn't go all that well but i'll get to that in negatives the game itself went really really well so i felt confident in buying that hit the artist section and there was not a lot in my budget and of a size that i could easily transport <laughs> home that stepped out at me a lot of nice stuff but nothing that just really spoke to me and even if there was, probably would need another wall somewhere. <laughs> um, but I did pick up some books from the, from the author's row. That was cool. So what was that? BSG, Legendary Bond mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Bunch of, oh, I'll throw this as a positive, even, even though it's not a game experience. FFG has refined their booth technology, their, their booth strategy really, really well. Okay. Now, admittedly, their line was still stupid long. Mm hmm. But rather than have the stupid long line that gets you to the booth where you then waste time looking, picking up the stuff you want and blah, blah, blah. They now have an out of stock sign right at the front of the line and catalogs. You get in line, they give you a catalog. It's either checked as in stock or not. And you just walk up to the cash register and say, this is what I want. They get it for you. You leave. I happened to luck into, this should have been a day where I went to Vegas, apparently, because <laughs> I was coming back from lunch. It was like two in the afternoon, and there was just a dude standing there with end of line sign, and I said, where's the start of the line? And he turned the sign around. So there's, <laughs> there's literally nobody in line, nobody in line for the FFG booth, and I have not seen that. I've never seen since, that at since, any venue. Since back before, well... Last time I saw it was when I was booth monkeying for him because they weren't as big at that point. <laughs> so he's like, well, you'll need the catalog. I said, no, I know what I need. I want two things. And I got up there and like they had four caches going and they were all just sitting there like. <laughs> I was like, I need this and this. Do you still have it? Yep. Okay. Give it to me. <laughs> that was the shortest amount I've spent even in, in the FFG store. <laughs> so that. That was a gaming positive, if not a game positive. Um, yeah, I, I'll definitely give that one to you. Because <laughs> I think I think that's I think I think that's actually like a gaming miracle. It is. <laughs> so some Star Wars. I got some stuff for Batman minis, and it was my year to be a mule for a buddy of mine. So he had <laughs> a list of like five things he wanted me to pick up, and and I got four of them because the last one he sent me was like on Saturday night at ten o'clock. Hey, if you go back tomorrow, Mike, are we going back tomorrow? No. (laughs) (laughs) So he didn't get that last one. Oh, so I should be getting some money back. by. (laughs) I might have Shasson sooner than I expected. (laughs) Um, So that's that's my haul. Mostly minis related stuff. A couple board games. Actually, no, it was predominantly RPG stuff. Because I got all that stuff from Shadowrun, from Catalyst. I got... Star Trek and Fallout from Modifius. I also got, they were giving away free an intro. This is also from Modifius. I think it's called Gods. I'd have to look at it. The art is wonderful. That's pretty much why, well, it was free and I had beautiful art. So that's why I picked it up. (laughs) 
but it's for an RPG they're going to be releasing next year. The core of it seemed uh, intriguing, and it's not just another 2D20 game like Conan and Star Trek. Yeah, so actually this year was predominantly RPG. Didn't pick up the big new Pathfinder book, because we're not switching to second edition anytime soon. And that is like a 600-page book. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll get the PDF of that. <laughs> um, as much as I like hardcover books, something that I could actually, you know, put on a bar and lift weights. <laughs> Maybe draw the line. So yeah, that's that's most of the swag, and now the negatives. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's actually a fairly small list. I'm just gonna say this is not the first Gen Con in indie at the ICC. They should know they need to be cycling people through those bathrooms on cleanup <laughs> way more often than they appear to be doing this year. Because <laughs> at least once a day, I walked into a bathroom and people were in line. And there was a door open and every time it was the same thing. No toilet paper. <laughs> it's like there's 10 stalls. One of them doesn't have toilet paper. The best sound you hear in an afternoon shouldn't be three toilets, you know, <laughs> flushing at the same time. So, so like from an environmental standpoint, everything was clean and, and they were having a hard time keeping up with the bathrooms, but everything else mm. in the main area was clean. My biggest gripe. And I think gripe is right. A lot of people, a lot of the, uh, the, the people that are just in like the hall B, C, D area that are just doing demos all day, they, they appeared to have cheaped out on staff. If it had just been one of them, you know, okay, a couple people didn't show up, but like Upper Deck, Steam Forge, Ares, Gale Force 9, a couple others that I don't remember, stuff where I sat down and did stuff, like the, at the Ares booth, it was, it was 10 to 1. This dude was trying to teach 10 of us. At Gale's For- Gale Force 9, there was one dude teaching three tables of Vault of Dragons. And same thing. Oh, that's that's going to be a must-buy. <laughs> that's going to be a must-buy for Mike, not for me. He already said he's going to buy it. Uh, that should have been in the positives. Um, Gale Force 9's Aliens game that's coming out mm. is going to really kick ass. It's got all licensed images from the movie, so it's not like... Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. Or... Or even the legendary encounters where it's artwork. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, uh, Sigourney Weaver. It's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's them. And if you played Space Hulk, there's a bit of a Space Hulk vibe to it because you don't see the aliens first. You see the blips because mm-hmm. you got the rangefinder. And then once you actually see a blip, then it reveals and the models look cool. The models, and they said this wasn't even the most current generation of plastic, but I mean, Vasquez is clearly Vasquez. You know, Gorman is clearly Gorman. They're all, they're not just like generic Marines with something to maybe make them look like mm-hmm. they might have been in the movie. These were all drawn off, off those characters. It looked really, really good. I don't know what their price point is going to be for it, <laughs> but I'm glad Mike is buying it. <laughs> but back to the demoing. So everybody was like one person to multiple tables. And when it gets to the point where it's like this, 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 and I'll leave the book here. That's not a good demo. Yeah, no. I uh, I did see a like this doesn't obviously account for potentially everybody. Some people might have just been like you said, cheaping out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I did see a lot of pe- a lot of companies scrambling right before Gen Con because they had a bunch of cancellations, so they were trying to look for people to go demo for them. But again, that's I mean, it's a handful of and, and not necessarily the the bigger publishers mm-hmm. that you're talking about either. So I mean, it's. It, that it's not 
the full case, but I do know there were a lot of people scrambling right as oh. Gen Con was coming up. Like, uh, I, I we'll, don't doubt there we'll was some of that. We'll give you housing, beds, yeah. did, you know, but <laughs> which happens every year. Well, yeah, but when it appeared to be everywhere, right? Then it it seems like it was an industry wide decision that mm-hmm. this year we're just going to go with less people. Well, and it could be too. I mean, you never know because it could be, like you said, almost like an industry style decision, but by company to be like, okay, well, um, we can't give everybody hotel space anymore. So mm-hmm. maybe we do a bet, you know, so they may be cutting back in that aspect and then oh, sure. of course losing uh, certain people that went because they were also providing house because housing is your biggest expense. Oh, yeah. By far. You, you know? can only hotbox <laughs> so many people in those rooms, yeah. you know? <laughs> So anyway, but, but that, I, I I totally agree with you though. Yeah, if you're if you're just dropping, if you you know even if even if you give me a high level and then drop the book on me, I'm like okay, well I guess I'm gonna go find something else to do because yeah. I sat down to learn this game from that's somebody. Right. I mean, two bucks is not a lot of money, but I've paid for a ticket <laughs> yeah. that said I was going to get this experience. Mm-hmm. It didn't say one to one, but it did say somebody was going to teach me this game, mm-hmm. not give me a turn order card. <laughs> And one thing that I'll note, I note, and this is definitely an, a positive, and this definitely led me to some of the games that I sat down and played, even stuff that I didn't mention. And this should become a trend. Like, that is an order. I'm not predicting it. I'm just <laughs> saying, make this happen, people. There's quite a few of the booths where they were set up to have, you know, their barker there in the in the aisle, but then they drew you into their booth to play the demo. So you were not ass to ass getting bounced by every bag you were out of the aisle you had 10 or 15 minutes a little bit of a respite from being body slammed everywhere you went (laughs) and i mean specifically i walked in uh for bears and the bees for precisely that reason because they had like a eight by eight whatever the standard small booth is and it was just step in and go right to the back of the booth whereas i really wanted to check out cloud spire uh Mm -hmm. from chip theory but theirs was right in the middle of their uh the middle of the, the outside of their booth. And I was there for about two minutes trying to get the, get the gist of the game. And it was just, <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm, I'm just getting knocked around by everybody that's walking by. And like by day two, I was like, if, if the game is going to get me at least off the main mm-hmm. traffic flow, I will go and look at that. But if I'm just going to sit there and be a reactor for somebody else's pinball, <laughs> no, I will look at it. I'll take a pick. I'll re- research it later, but I don't, I don't want to stand around for that. So I think people need to look at that, especially the big companies that have the money for the big booths. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why I'm sure Adam would say there's a reason. There's no reason why somebody that spends the money for the square, the square footage, like chip theory or, and in fact, catalyst does it really well, but chip theory or anything like that, where you should be standing out in traffic mm-hmm. to see their game yeah i mean I, I i remember catalyst most of their stuff they did kind of pull you off of the path mm-hmm. and and ffg yep. they have their stuff kind of roped off so if you want to stand in the path and look over the barrier mm-hmm. but their stuff is all come into it and sit down yep. and so the stuff of having to stand out in traffic that wore me down really quick yeah. that did anybody have the the stupid uh Here's our big take your picture with our thing moment, but we're going to put it right on the outside of the <laughs> where everybody where the path is. There's always like two. There's always at least two that seem to do that instead of pulling it into their booth a little bit. Because like so, so the game crafter, mm-hmm. while 
I don't think they bring cog anymore because they do the board game candy thing. But when they were bringing cog, they made sure it was you're in their booth to take the picture with cog if you right. want to. <laughs> Where, well, Catan always has their sheep out all over the hall. Yeah. Well, and that's different. In well, the yeah. hall or whatever. But but when it's in the in the actual vendor hall, yeah. right on the corner of their booth, like this is the farthest we can put it out and still technically be inside our booth. So when you take your picture, you're blocking the crowd trying to get yep. around it. <laughs> Uh, there was not a lot of that, though FFG was a little bit guilty of that with their <laughs> display cases. Yeah. But they were wide and narrow, so they weren't a big impediment. But still, as soon as that Marvel stuff went out, like, mm-hmm. bam, just horde. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's it for the most part. Okay. I, If I was going to give it a rating, it's a solid, uh, well, I'm going to mark it down. But this is for personal things, a solid seven and a half, <laughs> partly because as much as I enjoy going there, I mean, damn it, it is 60,000 people in a small space <laughs> for 60,000 people. And the other thing was I was finishing a course of steroids <laughs> for, for my cough. And one of the side effects of the steroids is elevated temperature. Mm, that's not good. No, <laughs> no. And there were a couple days there and I'm, my God, I'm glad I finished them on Thursday. Because if I had to take steroids for two more days, Thursday, I felt like I was 800 <laughs> degrees and it could have, I could have been laying naked on a slab of ice and I'm pretty sure the ice would have melted. I just felt <laughs> like I was on fire and it wasn't hot, relatively speaking. And we didn't go outside, skyways everywhere. But my God, at one point we were walking back to the hotel and I felt like I was just swimming in my own sweat. It was horrible. <laughs> And Mike is looking at me like, are you dying? And I'm like, no, it's the steroids. Just this is the last one. Let me get through this day. <laughs> <laughs> but on the whole, yeah, really positive experience. Yeah, I always, I kind of enjoy hearing Gen Con from your side of things. Because even when you and I go to get, like, our experiences are so different. Because we go in such different capacities. Because, mm-hmm. you know, me, I'm hauling ass from one side to the other, trying to make every meeting that yep. I get. So even this year, is, I don't know how many people contacted me. And it was like, so I can meet you. And like, no. And I, I'm not. And again, I was like, and I'm not even going to even ask Jordan because <laughs> I know that's, that's not your, your, when you go, you're again, you go for the en- enjoyment for yourself, not for being in the face or anything like that for, for all those geeks. So I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad that your steroids didn't kick you in the ass completely. <laughs> But yeah, and it's always, and of course you were posting pictures, so that was cool. I get mm-hmm. to live vicariously through you that way too. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm just, uh, unless I finally get to the place, I think where I'm like promoting something, I don't know the next time I'll go back to Gen Con. I really do like my protish spiels and stuff right now. It's more my, my speed right now, a lot less dealing with uh, the crowds and everything else. And I don't, I don't know. I'm at a point where it's like. There, there. I don't know if it's. I, I, it's probably still true, and right now, but at least back when we were kind of going, so it was. Um, so many reviewers had to have the the new hotness, right? You, I gotta have it because I got to be one of the first people to put out a video or whatever. And it's like, I, I, I've, I've never felt like that for us. No, nor I. But I got <laughs> there was a speculator in my hotel, and I almost went off on him. Because he was bitching that by noon of Thursday, everybody was sold out of wings. Because mm-hmm. and he and he said, and this is how I know he's a speculator. Because I wanted, I was trying to get in there 
to get three or four copies. Mm. <laughs> Gee, where do you want it in the face or do you yeah. want it in the balls? <laughs> where could the problem be? Hmm. You're mad because somebody else got three or four copies yes. before you got three or four <laughs> copies. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like I said, so I don't know. Like I said, I, 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 I enjoy, I enjoy hearing from your perspective because you're not going from the perspective of everybody else trying to get the new hotness, trying to like stay on top of the, of uh, getting out everything as fast as possible. You're not there in the reviewer capacity, even though we are reviewers and we could, I mean, we have in the past, like mm-hmm. people reach out to us and I've said, Hey Jordan, you know, what do you think about this? And even then it's like, I don't, I don't hit you up with every request we get. I hit you up with, I think, I think Jordan is, is on board with this. So I'll let him make the final decision mm-hmm. since he's the one that's got to play mule uh, and go interact with somebody in an all us geeks capacity if he wants to. Uh, so yeah, I've always, kind of enjoy that because again i go it's a business trip and i do play all this geeks face and you go and, and kind of have fun and, and still get to enjoy it for, for what it, its intention is <laughs> well i did hand out a couple resumes and a couple of business cards while i was there with some of the what i perceive to be mid-sized companies i didn't try to get in <laughs> touch with anybody at like catalyst or ffp but so uh. i could at least write off my badge this year but um <laughs> I actually had a couple of meaningful conversations with a couple of people, but it was just a matter of, you know, cycles. Mm-hmm. One company wanted more time than I could give right now. And uh, another company was said, you know, maybe, but we got stuff next year, not this year. Mm-hmm. So maybe something will come next year uh, if they remember. Yeah. And I think there were a couple. Well, I, well, I know there were a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep you on file. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, do you have anything else you want to say about your your trip to Gen Con this year? No, that's all. All right. (laughs) So there you go. There's a special edition in the books where we got to hear about Jordan's Gen Con experience this year. Ran into Nate. Mm, Oh, see. My my, I don't know why, but I just associate like again Gen Con and everything. Like the only one of the only people I still know at FFG is a Nate. So that's where my I'm like. How do you know Nate? <laughs> then, it, <laughs> then, it, then it clicked. So you, you named him though. So well, he's he's still got a name. Does he? He hasn't mm-hmm. said anything yet. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> All right, with that, we'll wrap this episode. So I'm Jeff King. I'm the Canadian. Thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Geeks of the North, a hobby and gaming podcast from LaBelle Province, discussing all aspects of the miniature wargaming hobby. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com. Viewers, thanks with knowledge in the bank. Cause y'all are top rank and never should be spanked.